When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A Silly Dude Production. Hello, welcome to the People's Podcast by the fans, for the fans, featuring the fans uh, throughout the week. You know, there's going to be some potentially some very exciting and fun guests. But for today, for today, it's just the two of us that you know and love. I'm Lockie and with me is... Harvey, hello. Yeah, welcome. There he is. Yeah. yeah. Welcome all. What a weekend of footy we had. Knockout semi-final footy the grand final is decided Rabbitohs up against Penrith um two great games especially the grand final rematch on a Saturday night an absolute gladiatorial battle I would say yes. yeah um, it was both teams uh, it was a defensive game the Panthers have been involved in three very defensive games in their finals campaign this year. And it's something that we haven't really seen them in throughout the season because they've usually they've been used to blowing teams away. But I think it's gonna I think it's I think it's a good thing for them to be getting I think they were shocked by it against Souths in the first week of the finals. And then they warmed to it against the Eels last week. And then this week against Melbourne, they had had the perfect preparation of these defence uh tailored games and I think it helped them a lot in the in the yeah. uh, in the result. I think it's the type of games that your confidence grows a lot on the back of. I mean, it probably doesn't do their bodies much good in terms of recovery and being fit and ready for the next weekend's game of footy. But mentally, being able to hold their line against two really strong attacking teams um, who are throwing everything at them, and you know, um, yeah, playing those tough physical games to get through them, through the 80 minutes, relatively unscathed and defending well, that's what premierships are, you know, made of, is, is that strong defensive wall. And they've certainly got that this year. But mm. they come up against a red-hot Rabideau side who are scoring points with ease, um, disappointing way to finish the Manny Eagles season. As a fan, that was tough to watch, but I've got to put my hand up and just say they were the better side on the night, probably the better side throughout the season. I think the gap between those top three sides, you'd have to say this year and the rest 
um, was pretty clear. Manly sort of have been a side that could beat anyone on their given day, whereas those top three are a team that should beat other sides on, on any given day. And I think mm. that was the difference. I'm going to put um, to you a tough question, Harvey. Manly, yeah. they went all season without ever defeating the top three. They uh, were usually able to beat teams that out, were outside the top three. They were usually involved in games where they either blew teams away or they got shown up. Not a lot of close contests, often attack-driven. Harvey, are Manly, or were Manly this year, flat-track bullies? I think they probably were based on their results, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the difference between a flat-track bully and a premiership winner is being able to beat those top sides. The top sides are still, you know, Storm, Rabbitohs, Penrith are flat-track bullies. They can just also demolish the top teams mm. as well if they if they play their best footy. Um, I think Tom, while he played a, a great game again and looked threatening, teams are starting to work him out and he was our plan A, B and C. Um, mm. And, you know, it, his momentum, as good as it's been, going throughout the season um, up against those top sides, he's just a little bit less effective and they read him a bit better in a defensively stronger so yeah they, they know how to nullify him and uh, I think I think we suffered a lot with Kepi going off early mm. um, I mean that stoppage was or not stoppage was controversial in itself but just him going off from the field early on he's a very sort of aggressive um, hard tackling defender who leads that line speed for us in that opening 20 minutes and really sets the tone and we lost him, and then we've got our, our bigger forwards in Paseca and Tapao playing bigger minutes, um, and I think that showed. But I, would I have changed the game? Probably not. Um, mm. The other thing to consider just from a manly perspective is from the year we've exceeded expectations, and the group of lads that we've got are all really young in their careers um, outside of those sort of marquee players. You think about our outside backs, Kepi, Olakawatu, Schuster in the forward pack, all playing, you know, less than 50 games in their career. So things are looking bright despite the disappointing end to the season. And I don't know who I'm going to be cheering on this weekend between Rabbitohs and Penrith. It's, yeah. it's going to be a cracking game. It's a cracker. Um, if I didn't have a bit of, you know, all year, I feel like ever since Ivan Cleary left the West Tigers, I've uh, they've been they've been in my bad books. I love the players, but I can't get around the coach just yet. So I think this week for me, um, I'm I'm a Rabbitohs fan, and I think that has to do with a few things. There's a few storylines. There's three big ones in terms yeah, of the players on. in, the, in that Rabbitohs team that I would love to see win this grand final. I'll go in order of significance. Number one, he wears the number one. His name's Blake Taff. Thrown into the team for Luttrell after his uh, tackle on Joey Miner that saw him get suspended for the rest of the season. And and people said, that's it. Let's put a line through the South season. Luttrell's gone. Uh, you know, Blake Taff is, is handy feeling, but he hasn't got the X factor. Well, I think he, he's, he's been one of their standouts since coming in. He's a young halfback, now made into fullback. Gee, I'd, if I'm another club, I'm lining up to try and sign him. But also, if, if I'm Souths, losing Adam Reynolds next year, I'm thinking maybe Taft's wearing the seven. That's going through my yeah. brain as a Souths coach. 
I love him. He he was such a class player against us. He looks threatening. He's full of confidence, and he takes the line on. He runs hard. He's not the biggest body, um, but he just takes all the meters on offer to him. And mm. yeah, he's a, he's a lethal weapon that they've yeah. got. Certainly stepped into those boots at the back. You know what's crazy? This the grand final will be Blake Taft's eighth NRL game. His eighth, it's insane. And here's what else. So that's his eighth game. That means he's currently played seven games. Guess what his current NRL record is? Is he is he seven from seven? It's seven and zero. Oh. He has wow. won seven. He's lost zero. So and every time he's ever played first grade, it's been to fill in for Latrell Mitchell. And so you'd think Rabbitohs are always getting weaker, but he's won every game he's played. Like that, we're talking through origin period. We're talking through uh, just any injury or suspension. And Latrell, you know, he sometimes picks up a, a suspension or two. It's always you know and. But Latrell just earns he, – he gets his spot back automatically, like, you know, because he's Latrell. But Taff, he's been given a real shot there. And, you know, I hope Latrell's, you know, thinking that the spot's not, not going to come back to him so easily, even though it probably will. Yeah, I'm uh, sure it will. But yeah. it would be impressive if he gets a premiership with a 100% winning record. Yeah. That's a career statistic that would be good at trivia. Yeah. Moving forward. All right. On to the second player of note. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Reynolds in the number seven jersey. He's club captain. He's given his career to the club. He's a Redfern boy growing up. Um, he's, you know, to see him finish his career at Souths with a premiership as the captain lifting the trophy would be unreal. And I think no one would deserve it more than our veteran of the year as well. Our, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he is a class player and I think it's a bit of a, Fuck you to South in a way if he wins and they they show him the door. It's funny. Um, it's funny how how much this whole Adam Reynolds saga hasn't gone down as a fuck you to South. You know what I mean? I feel like that is a sign of a club with culture and a playing group and a coaching staff that is united. Because because you know I, I've seen it happen multiple times at the Tigers, for example. Robbie Farr has been told that he's not wanted. Uh, you know. He was captain at the time, been there his whole career. And it divide, divided the playing group, led to coaches being sacked. Same thing happened with Benji Marshall leaving uh, last year. Not that a coach has been sacked from that yet, but uh, you, you know, you felt like it was... And, and, and everyone got behind the player and turned against the club. And I feel like that was... A, an, it's because it's an organisation that that doesn't have... That, that has a history of, of not handling these things right. So when they do something like that, a player feels very hard done by whereas I feel like there's so much respect from all those players for what South Sydney stands for and for the coaching staff and for each other Adam Reynolds leave is is, gets told that he's not wanted beyond the years club legend but he doesn't kick up a fuss he doesn't and this goes out down to the professionalism of Reynolds as well as a man for sure for sure but he doesn't kick up a fuss He, he instead decides he'll play you know one of the best seasons of his career and do his, do all he can to to wear that jersey for as long as he possibly can, you know? Yeah, I mean, as you touched on there, it's all about respect for the club, for the people involved in it, and for his teammates. Um, they've got respect for him, and, and it's vice versa with the coach as well. Bennett, you know, obviously sets the tone, and it's pretty sensational what they've been able to do, having made that call um, on Reynolds earlier this year. So... Mm. Yeah, it's it's a fairy tale finish for his Rabbitohs career, but the Broncos have got to be licking their lips at the form he's in. They they can't wait to get him up there because it could be the signing of the year next year. We could be reflecting on this if 
he leads them to a top eight or something. That's a pretty major turnaround for a struggling side. Yes, I found it pretty funny that uh, in the post-match press conference, Bennett was having a go at the Broncos as an organisation while he's sitting next to Adam Reynolds. He's sort of just sitting there knowing he's going there next year. Um, pretty funny. Yeah, Bennett knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, and last, the last, the last of the three reasons why I'm on the South's bandwagon next week is the number 14, Benji Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> 16 years. It's so good. 16 years between grand finals, which is the longest ever in rugby league, Australian rugby league history. Um, and, you know, I'm not, as all, as I've said since the start, haven't been bitter because I think if Benji had it his way, he would have stayed at the Tigers. So he's good on him. He's found an opportunity elsewhere. He's gone to a club that, that, that you know, I think he could have seen them possibly winning or being in the grand final this year, playing under Wayne Bennett, who he had a good relationship with at Brisbane, and he played a similar sort of fourteen role at Brisbane when he was there. So, I yeah, I just I'd love nothing more than to see Benji go out with a premiership. I think he's got the neutrals' hearts, and it could swing the supporters who don't support either team. Mm. Everybody loves Benji, and everybody mm. wants. The, the fairy tale to continue for him. Um, he's still playing good footy. Bennett clearly trusts him. He, he gives valuable minutes in that middle as that link-up player. Defensively, he's strong. He's 36. It's pretty unheard of. And yeah. if he can do it 16 years later, it's a pretty amazing accomplishment. 16 years later, he's 36 years old, and the Rabbitohs v Manly scoreline was 36-16. Is there an omen? Is there an omen? Wow. Oh, it must be. Must be. Wow. And um, Storm v Panthers, 6-10. What it put them together, 6 plus 10, you got 16. That's how many years <laughs> it's been. Um, so everything adds to 16 except for his own team's score, which in fact adds to his age. Now, I'm no, uh, I'm no witch doctor <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But wow, <laughs> wow! Uh, there's some there's something superstitious going on. How there. many years since uh, Penrith? Oh no, Penrith last won the grand final in 2003. That gives us 18 years. Ah, see, look, no, I don't see 18 anywhere on this on this list of score lines. So, oh, gee whiz! Um, <laughs> the other storyline I'd add there that we sort of touched on is Bennett himself, yes. the master coach last year at That's the true. Rabbitohs. It feels a little bit like, apart from Blake Taft, which we touched on earlier at the start of his career, the Rabbitohs are looking to cap off a number of careers with a premiership victory to sort of put the icing on the cake type of thing. Whereas the Panthers, on the other hand, are looking to kickstart, get the batter going before they make a dynasty of a cake to keep the energy yeah. going. Yeah. Um, with the Cleary family, with the young origin stars that they've got. Mm. Um, you know, you could certainly see Penrith being a dominant force in the league for a number of years moving forward if they can hold on to their stars. And they made the grand final last year. If they can make a premiership this year and go one step further, you know, anything's possible. Mm. But you just get the feeling if they lose another grand final and it's two grand final losses in a row, does the confidence start to wane in a couple of players? Start to wane. Wayne Bennett. Oh. Harvey, oh, that's all I'm saying. Confidence starts to wane. Oh. That's the headline. <laughs> that is the headline. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who I'm tipping. I don't know. 
And I still don't, you know, even though I say I'm on the Rabbitohs bandwagon, I think seeing Penrith win with that playing group they've got, so exciting, They've, you know, all the characters that they're giving to the game in Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, Steve Crichton, Billy Kickow, you know, uh, it's just, I think they, yeah, they're doing a lot to sell rugby league it, just in their style of play, in their team culture. Like, uh, yeah, I think a lot of kids would just look up to those guys. And so overall, I think that they are fantastic for rugby league. And maybe, you know, as much as I might not like to say it, maybe they deserve, maybe they deserve this year's premiership. <laughs> The other yeah, thing is Rabbitohs lost by 50 earlier in the year. That's right. They've so, got that omen against them. That's the, the common statistic thrown around, the side to lose by 50, never winning a premiership. But I can see it happening. I just want a good game of footy. I'm sure we'll get one. But hopefully no injuries, no controversy, just two teams playing their best. And let's see what, what happens. Another it's a very, very exciting weekend ahead. Yes. Another... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A bit of news uh, we can touch on over the weekend off the footy field, but looking forward to next year. Billy Slater is a state of origin coach, just like that. There you go. Yeah. Never it's, ca- um, I guess it's not a surprising call, uh, given that Greeny moved on um, and they were looking at former players or that sort of players from that dynasty to step in, Bennett. I'm pretty sure he's made it clear that he's not interested and Mal still has the Australia gig. Um, mm. Kevy Walters obviously sticking it out with the Broncos. So Slater, I'm not I'm not surprised they went for him, but I've got lots of question marks. He's yeah. not a coach. No, he's not he's a coach. Not, but is he the type of person, type of coach, I suppose, that when he stands up and leads the team in the dressing room and gives them... He knows what Origin's about, right? It's yeah. not the tactics necessarily that he's going to um, be his strength, but it's getting those moments right. Yeah, so, I, look, I think, um, you know, I think that being a state of origin coach is less about coaching and more about inspiring, you know? And I think, you know, a coach like uh, Craig Bennett, no, Craig, Craig, <laughs> Craig Bellamy, he was, when he was in the New South Wales coach, albeit he was up against the greatest Queensland, most dominant Queensland team of all time. But essentially he failed as a state of origin coach. And I think that's because he probably did too much coaching because he's too, he's 
too good of an NRL coach, you know, and I think that transferring, whereas why someone like Wayne Bennett, I feel like understands the difference between being an origin coach and being an NRL coach. And Brad Fittler is, an, is a state of origin coach, but I wouldn't, I, I don't think he'd get those results at club level. So there's like, there's a whole like span. I think Bennett's one of, one of the, only, the few that I've seen in the modern era be able to do both. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Phil Gould back in the early 2000s was someone who could do both. But it's a different ball game. And we don't know what kind of coach Billy Slater is. He certainly was a great player, and that's inspiring in itself. And he's someone that all the current Queenslanders watched growing up. So that he's got that sure. in his favour. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, he's untested. We won't know. I think the people who are cheering the most out of that appointment is Channel 9. Because they've got yeah. both state of origin coaches on staff. <laughs> they literally Fox Fox League's got no exclusive interviews with the head coaches. It's all it's all gonna be Channel Nine. <laughs> so from that perspective, there you go. Big win for Channel Nine. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm sure he'll have a lot of support around him. And, and it'll be interesting what sort of selections well, they make, yeah. the teams players he puts faith in. Will he um, take Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston with him as assistants? that's quite a dream team of, of inspirational people. I think they'll be there. I can't see them not being there, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a really, really good origin season when it comes around next next year. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see what he does with the halves. Feels like there's, you know... What, you reckon lots Cherry of Evans might... might- Get get out. Cherry Evans, yeah, we know that there's a bit of beef there going back through the years. Um, with Reese Walsh and Sam Walker playing great footy this year, and if they have a great start, is is it going to get personal at all? But this is yet to be seen. Obviously, it's very early days. It will probably come down to form first and foremost. I guess the other the other question mark over Billy Slater is that he. Well, the older players, and even in fact, not even that much older. Billy Slater was playing Origin like two, three years ago. He's played with a lot of these guys that he's going to be coaching. Um, so players like Munster, Cherry Evans, I guess, I guess players like um, Papali, Welch, Kafusi. Yeah, yeah, he's played with all of them. Exactly. They've got some youth coming through, especially in Walker, Ponga. Uh, Harry Grant, Harry Grant, Hooker, yeah. So he's got those sort of key players, but yeah, there's a lot of players that he you, you'd think that will get picked that he has played with, and I don't know if that's always a great dynamic. In fact, I think it rarely is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like he hasn't been out the game long enough mm. to be a coach, but that that might have an advantage because he understands the game better because he's been playing it more recently. So he understands the modern game. Mm. But even still, I feel like the game's changed a lot in the last few years since he um, retired anyway. Yeah, it's funny because I think Fittler's always been, like, since he started coaching, he's been the young coach, you know, coming through. He's always been up against coaches with more experience or whatever, and he's he's shown them, you know, what youth can bring. And now he's up against a player almost 10 years or more younger than him, so... A coach almost 10 years or more younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other coaching news, I suppose, is at your club, 
it seemed like Madge was on the verge of axing with a, a supposed board meeting, and yeah. he survived. He's it, they've backed him for 2022 and, and moving forwards. They're yeah. giving well, him I another mean, chance. All I'll say is that I think that in general, you know, that a club is um, is in a bad place when they have to make a press con a, pre- a press statement announcing that the coach is staying <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know it's like they've announced that we have not sacked the coach <laughs> yeah no other club did that when they finished no. their season yeah <laughs> we're the only club to announce that our coach from 2021 will be staying on for 2022 <laughs> so i get you know that's part of just all the media circulation but i think there was definitely some truth to it uh they did a review. Yeah, that, yeah. whatever. This make you know, this fire. There was definitely a, a period where I think they were going to sack him, and whatever has happened, whether it was just like a closer review or if Madge got a say, and I don't know what happened, uh, but they've decided to keep him. And look, the thing is with the Tigers that <laughs> we've had some coaching problems. We've had, you know, there's been some coaching problems over the yeah. years, but but they haven't been the biggest problems at the club and the biggest problems at the club, the people involved are still there and they go by and they stay out of the public eye. Um, it's only really now that I feel like there's more and more calls to about potentially the CEO and some of the board members. And I just think like, you know, that's where the culture problems are coming from, not from the head coach. And, you know, yeah, I just think at the moment, whatever coach is coming into the Tigers has a tougher job than any of the other 15 clubs because they've got to deal with a very uh, divided board and a very, just a very, it's it's just, it's a tense atmosphere. And so you can sack the coach and they, a new one can come in and have all these promises and sign up a bunch of players. And, but then, yeah. So I just don't think that sacking the coach is always the answer. Like, I just feel like I wouldn't have been, terribly upset to see Madge get sacked because I think he's had three years and I think that each year the results have gotten worse. But as I'll say, I don't think it's the biggest problem at the club. What I'm upset about is that it doesn't seem like any of the stuff that needs to change is going to change. So it's like we're just going into 2022 the exact same as we went into 2021, which obviously is not the answer. So it's like, yeah, whether it's whether they yeah. decided it's the coach or not that's the answer, something has to be the answer. So if you're going to keep uh, yeah. the coach, you've got to resign, honestly. <laughs> like, you know, not because you've kept the coach, but because something has to change. And it's like... For sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think the pressure is mounting slowly. Often those backroom staff, the board, and, you know, those higher executives are kept out the limelight just because what they do isn't as interesting for the fans and stuff. They're, yeah. they're yeah. not the coach speaking or training about talking about footy. Um, mm. But, you know, with things like I saw Benny Elias and Blocker Roach come out this week, just talking about a lack of transparency. I think the, the review that they went through and did that ultimately ended with Madge being kept on isn't being made public or none of those, mm. you know, none information that they're using to make those decisions is being shared with members or former players or people involved in the club and just having a lack of transparency you don't you don't see that at many other nrl clubs or all sporting franchises like across the park doesn't matter what sport you're in and all the elite clubs in in any game are 
transparent, they're honest, they're trusted by their supporters, by their members, um, by the players, by all the staff in the organisation, and it's pretty clear that that's not the case. But, you know, no. as you said, if, if, they, if you're going into 2022 the same position as you are in 2021, I don't know what you're expecting to go different. I, I still think on, on the field, one of the biggest questions you've got is Brooksy and yeah. what, what's going to happen there. Well, um, yeah, and once again, it doesn't seem. It feels like, um, it feels like he's going to be there again next year. And, um, yeah, I just you need, like, I think, like, I think Brooksy is a talented athlete, but I think as a halfback in the NRL, there's a certain level of, um, oh, leadership, um intelligence in in a way that I feel like you need. It's consistency as well. Like the the parts he's meant to be consistent at is kicking game isn't. Defensively, he's a liability. If he was at any other club apart from maybe the Bulldogs or the Titans in the last decade, he would not still be their first choice halfback. Yeah. And I'll admit that and I'll admit that his 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 game has probably gone downhill for a factor of the fact that he doesn't have any confidence in his outside in the players outside him to be running the right lines or catch the right balls. So then he has to do make things a lot more basic and then it leads to less creative attack. But yeah, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a marriage that needs to divorce for both parties sake. There's no doubt he's got the talent and the pressure has been on him. You know, he could still, yeah, I just don't think he's the, I don't think his best career is going to come at the Tigers. Um, I think he could, you know, Canberra looking for a halfback next year and, you know, get him. I'm sure that there'd be some deal where he could go there for a cheaper price. Um, you know, I'd, like, yeah, Tigers have Jackson Hastings coming in next year who I think is a more creative playmaker. Um, obviously less tested in the NRL. He struggled a bit over here. He's been killing it in the Super League. So he's yeah, he's been in, really good over at there. At the very least, he's coming in with confidence coming in with a lot of confidence um, and I'd rather see Hastings and Dewey in the halves for my, for my, you know, perfect team. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I just, I'm sick of trying to find a place for Brooks because it shouldn't be like that. It should be, you pick your best team no matter what people being paid or whatever. But I think it also comes from the back room at the Tigers as well, because it feels like there's a lot of on-field decisions that, the coach is being pressured into making because Luke Brooks is a, a Balmain junior. He came through the system. He's been hyped up for his whole teens. And so, yeah. and a bunch of people who aren't footy coaches have decided that we've got to keep this kid no matter what, because he represents, you know, the junior pathways of the club. And it's like, I understand, you know, backing your juniors, but, but that's not like, it's like they've only applied this, this thought process to Luke Brooks, it didn't happen with like all these other, like Ryan Pappenhausen yeah, was, was, was a Tigers junior. Um, you know, Moeki, Moeki Fodawaka from the Titans was a Tigers junior. There's all these players that didn't even get to see first grade at the Tigers. But then because Luke Brooks was so overhyped, they've just decided he's still this golden child that yeah. has to wear the seven. <laughs> and we build yeah, a team again, around him. <laughs> you know. It's that inconsistency in that decision making and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, fingers crossed that 2022 holds better things for you and the Tigers' beloved fans. They've yeah. 
enough enough of this tigers a lot. <laughs> enough of this tigers rant this is the prelim final grand final hype time <laughs> you know? that's for sure yeah we've gone on uh, a little bit of a tangent all right um, well i mean we'll probably uh do more of a preview throughout the week on the grand final just dissecting it breaking it down but uh just quickly and this may change between now and our next sort of episode but yeah. grand final tip oh um i'm gonna go golden point it's or it's gonna go to extra time so it'll be a tie wow at, uh, 18 all and the Panthers are going to score a try unconverted in in extra time and that'll be the, the end score 22 18, 18. Panthers, Panthers in a 90 minute match wow that's crazy <laughs> wow, wow, <And> wow. <laughs> um, oh, gee whiz that is so tricky you know what I actually reckon Panthers win a bit easier than that. I'm going to say Panthers by 12. Um, uh, uh, yeah, a very basic, mil? very basic score of yeah. actually, yeah, mate. Oh, how about this? 14 2. <laughs> 14-2, yeah. South's going to score. A Bennett early 2.0. South will get two points early, and then it'll be 2-0 for a while, maybe even 2-0 at halftime. But then Panthers will get one try, and it'll click. They'll get another, and then they'll get a penalty goal to seal that point difference. And then 14-2 uh, is my... A lovely margin. tip. Um, and you mentioned earlier you didn't know who you were going for. Do you know who you'll be going for? I, I genuinely I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I generally don't know. I, I I want individual players to play well. I want Cleary to play well. I like him. I want Benji to have a good game. I want if he scores a try, I'd be you know that that's a fairy tale moment. Um, if he flick, what so about a Benji flick pass to Mark Nichols? <laughs> yeah, that would be sensational. over in the corner. Um, a Benji flick pass at all throughout the game would just be yeah. He should just pull one out. For sure, for sure. Yeah. They've got to tee it up. But I generally, I don't have a team, not yet at least. Maybe with, with the lineups coming out, I'll, I'll have a good think about it. But my heart doesn't swing one way. Yeah, well, that's good. Sounds like an ideal grand final. If Manly can't be there, it sounds like as ideal as it could be. For well, the... I'm just glad the Storm aren't there, to be honest. Well, mm. I, I, I can't stand the Storm. And that, that almost got better storm. them losing. The Storm <laughs> are a likable team these days, all right? I won't have I this... Think- it's their old. It's their old. It's the old Cameron Smith way where you where we don't like them, but they're so likable. They got the cheese. They got Paps. They got they got Harry Grant. They got Munster. No, I'm not swayed by their smiles. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not a fan, and you can't tell me differently. So yeah, so, these two in the in the grand final is as good as it got, apart from Manly making it. So we'll have uh, to see. Well. Harvey, I'm sure this won't be the last time uh, we we uh, go to air this week. It's a big week. Uh, we got plenty of 100%. a few bits of exciting content coming your way this week. So stay tuned over the next few days. Uh, and you know what we haven't said in a while? Go give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. Yeah, five-star well, review. Uh, you know, keep the lights on in the studio. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and follow us on Insta, obviously. So yeah. Harvey, un- until until we next meet again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 